Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 173 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is Tarot for Self-Care. And I'm joined today by Jericho Mandiber. Hello, Jericho. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you. And for people who um, don't know you, but I'm sure everybody does, because you have this marvelous tarot deck out called the Neo Tarot. And I've got my copy right here. It is such a modern version of tarot. I like to say you're taking tarot out of the dark ages, and you're really shedding light on a new way of working with it. And one of the things that you really stress in the deck is about self-care. And here's what you say on page 17. You say, take away the you will meet a tall, dark stranger aspect and tarot offers both believers and skeptics the same thing, self-directed therapy and a chance to slow down. Wow. I love, love, love that. So let's talk about that for a minute. Why tarot for self-care? Why? Well, um, it originally kind of came up as a concept just because it was how I worked and it wasn't really until I was offered a book or a deck, you know, um, opportunity that I realized it just had to be about tarot and self-care. It was originally going to be just self-care. So some kind of self-care essentials book. And I could not separate my tarot practice from self-care. Like it's just integral. And as much as I have a huge amount of reverence and respect for tarot as divination tool, which, you know, it very much is for me, tarot has always just been a container, you know, a safe space in which I can really like focus on introspection and self-reflection and give myself some stillness that like I don't really afford myself a lot of the time unless I have a kind of quote unquote excuse and tarot really provides me that. So it was very intuitive. Um, But also I think I'm sure you've very much seen this as well. Tarot is more and more moving into a therapeutic direction overall. And I wanted to um, offer my take on that, I guess. Yeah, and I love that. And you know, the one thing I've always felt too with tarot, uh, tarot's always been my go-to tool. Whenever I have a problem that I'm trying to solve, and often those problems are things we have to solve by looking within. And tarot really is the perfect tool for that. And I also find that divination sometimes can be a form of self-care. Yes. I mean, so even though the tool, the tarot can be used for self-care, sometimes the divinatory aspect can be helpful in that regard. If you have an idea you know, maybe of what the energy is that's operating around you, where it may be leading, that can really help. For me, it helps calm my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's one way I look at it. Now, oh, do you have something to add to that? Oh, I was just going to say that's such a good point. Like divination and, and self-care right now, because people are focusing more on the self-care conversation, it's um, almost like they're two separate strains or approaches, but they're so interconnected, aren't they? They sway together. Yeah. So, yeah. We need, uh, we need both of them, and, and that's one of the things in the Neo-Tarot that you really cover well, because you offer interpretations that cover the divinatory aspects and reversals as well, which I love that, but you also indicate a self-care meaning for each card. So I would love you to tell me your process for coming up with the self-care ideas for each card. Yes. So hmm, there's a couple of things going on with that. The first thing that I should probably just say straight out the gate is that they're not even necessarily fixed meanings. Like I don't 
have them all memorized per card in the way that they're laid out in the book. Um, but I kind of interpreted them in the way that I felt best represented the cards energy overall. So it's really kind of um, an invitation for people to, you know, have a, pre- a self-care interpretation or a prescription ready to go. But I really want to invite and encourage people to interpret the cards from a self-care perspective on their own. And so the way that I did that and do do that every day, um, because like I say, the, those meanings or interpretations are fluid, it's really just a mixture of intuitively looking at the card, what's the, the all the normal stuff, the scenes, the colours, the vibe, what's going on. Um, and so, for example, you know, with the star, it might be like, take a bath. <laughs> um, but then, of course, you know, there's the actual... Uh, astrological like numerical correspondences the elements and the elements are like probably the most obvious starting point for me because I see fire air water and earth as having a self-care um correspondence as well being you know um our life force our creativity our mental health and like you know mental self-care our emotional self-care and our more just you know physical self-care so that's like the the starting point if you're talking about the four suits and obviously major is uh, spiritual self-care, I guess. And then I kind of just drill down from there. So yeah, that's kind of how I do it and how I invite everyone to do it. Some of the self-care meanings for each card are kind of always pretty much the same and others I'll just change them every time if I happen to pull that card. Yeah, you kind of like can intuit what the self-care interpretation might be. I also love that you have affirmations because I think affirmations are really helpful for self-care. I have affirmations on, I mean, you can't see it, but post-it notes all over my wall in front of me. So I'm looking at them all the time. Things that are uplifting, things that are helping me to really focus on taking care of me. And like, for example, you have an affirmation here for the five of wands and it says, I stay focused creative and confident amid frustration and uncertainty. What a great affirmation that people can be using during this time right now. So I I love that. I love your affirmations. How did you come up with those? Oh, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. Um, And over the course of writing the book, you know, I went through all my favorite tarot books and I was looking at like how they interpret the cards. So a lot of the, the readers and writers that I really respect, they don't necessarily have affirmations, but just the amount of insight that they like gave to me, I kind of was like, how could I say this in a sentence, you know, in a pithy sentence? And it was pretty hard, but I kind of just strung keywords together and then let myself fill in the gaps. And it would kind of depend on the mood I was in. So sometimes I would sit down and I just couldn't really think of an affirmation on the spot, but then, you know, something might happen during the day and I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe it's just something like this. And I'd quickly jot it down. So I had some in my notes on my phone and things like that, but others were much more straightforward because they did kind of feel like a formula where I could just insert the right words and hope that the the vibe was communicated oh yeah you actually you conveyed that so well and I love your perspective on that so can you share how tarot has helped you in your own self-care process what are some of the ways it's really given you support wow yeah I think the big one of the biggest ways that it's given me support is 
by getting me out of my own head and my own perspective. Um, I've never really found anything like it. And it's such a, probably a strange um, comparison, but it, it kind of feels almost like an inkblot test, you know, something where it's completely random and you can be presented with something that you wouldn't necessarily think of because our, you know, our, our wants and our desires and our confirmation bias and our conditioned, you know, responses are so innate that it takes a prompt from outside of us to get us to think differently about ourselves. So, for example, you know, if I feel really down and quite powerless and then I pull the emperor, like I have to think in a way that I would never normally think on my own had I not been kind of forced into it by the tarot. So, <laughs> so I love having that dialogue. I think that's been really helpful for me and probably um, the reason that I keep coming back to it and, and it's one of those tools that I've gravitated towards so strongly. I think I've also just gravitated towards it because um, kind of contradicting myself since I just said get out of my own head, but it is very cerebral and visual and so it works in the way that I learn but it opens up a space um, for me to learn differently if that makes sense it totally does and also I I get what you're saying about getting in your head and getting out of your head because sometimes I think when we really go in there and deep dive into our processes our thought processes our emotions what's behind it which tarot can help us to do we get out of our own way Mm. and when we take the time to sort out our thoughts and our feelings I think that is deeply and profoundly healing for us and sometimes the only way to do it is not by numbing ourselves, running away from it, but by going in all the way. And tarot is a portal for that. At least that's mm. how I see it. You know, so uh, I don't know, like when I'm feeling sad, if I pull something like the 10 of swords, I don't look at that as like a doom or gloom. It's like, acknowledge your pain right now. What mm. is bothering you? What's, what's happening here? Why are you feeling so let down? I mean, it can open up all this inquiry and inquiry, again, brings healing. Yeah. And if you're an introverted person, which I think most people that are interested in tarot are, <laughs> um, you can have that kind of a dialogue with the tarot in a way that you may not be able to have with, say, a therapist, you know, or so if someone's giving you that idea, giving you like asking you those questions that the Ten of Swords might ask of you, that might actually feel like an affront to your to your current emotional state. But if you can kind of, you know, see tarot as a mirror of yourself there's it's so much more uh trusting and um i think an easy gateway into having those kinds of conversations where you can really open up something that you might not naturally be inclined to want to explore absolutely so can you share maybe a few easy ways a beginner who's totally new to tarot how they might be able to use tarot for healing and self-care, just maybe two or three ideas. Yeah. I mean, the, the super obvious one, you know, that anyone would probably say is do a daily pull of one card and journal about it. And I, I think journaling about it from like a self-care perspective is a way to not only give yourself the space to actually interpret the card from a self-care lens and think, okay, like what might this be asking me to do? but to then 
go into that in more detail by writing about it so that you can kind of explore your why. <laughs> like, why do you need to self-care right now and in this particular way? And then, you know, actually go out and do it. And then how did that make you feel? You know, so I would say one card a day, like in the morning, a few like uh, questions that you can ask yourself ideally, or a few interpretations you can jot down and then come back to it in the afternoon or in the evening before bed and actually think about, okay, how did that go for me? How did that make me feel? What came up? How could I see those, you know, benefits or, or not quite yet, but, you know, just to give yourself a before and an after, so you're not so much looking at it from just like, oh, I'm learning, I'm learning to get to know my cards, but you're giving yourself a chance to go through like a little mini experience, you know, day by day. And you can even do that like once a week if you feel like you don't necessarily have time. Um, and then I think another good way is just with intention setting. So it might be that you need to call in, you know, more of a certain energy into your life to feel a little bit more like you can be inspired by or embody a certain, you know, archetype. Um, so for example, if you want to take your power back in the world, maybe it, it is the emperor and you can make an altar for that card, put it out lovely, sit down and meditate or path work with it every day and just, you know, call it in, understand like what, what's it like to be the emperor? Like what's it like to, you know, sit in a chair as if it's a throne and like embody the emperor, you know? So I also think that's a nice way into just exploring like the meanings of the cards from a self-care perspective in a bit more like of an embodied, you know, detail. Um, and then in terms of spreads, I always like to suggest mind, body, spirit as a three card spread because it's so good for tarot. Um, and it's naturally very, you know, self-care driven. Um, so that's a really good one. And then, you know, there are a lot of self-care spreads on the internet. So I have one in Neo Tarot that's called the self-care pyramid. Um, but they're really a dime a dozen because thankfully so many more people are talking about self-care and tarot and how to DIY your own spreads with that kind of a process in mind. Um, so I would also kind of just say like go online, like people are talking about it all over the shop um, more and more, which is really nice. But yeah, I think they're the main things like a daily, a daily pool and a daily self-care practice that can kind of speak to each other um, learn a, a mini spread and try and do some work around, you know, embodying or um, calling in an energy that you feel like you can have a, a bit more of like a longer relationship with. So maybe it's by moon cycles or maybe it's by, you know, you put the lovers card out for Gemini season or something like that. But I think that's a really nice way to not um, keep it to just uh, piecemeal, you know, but to yes. get a bit deeper. Yeah. I love those suggestions and I, I think they're brilliant. They're easy to implement. And, you know, the body, mind, spirit spread is, I'm a huge fan of that one. I like doing that as a daily check. And especially when I'm feeling some type of way, I'm like, you know what? I need to do the body, mind, spirit. I need to see what my body, my, what my body needs, what my mind needs and what my spirit needs right now. And that spread is so amazing. It's an oldie, but a goodie. And so many of us use it. Mm. So mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you've got the Neo Tarot, but you've got other things coming out and you've got a podcast. So I want to know all about this other stuff that you are offering up for your fans and friends and people like me who are 
all about anything tarot related. So what's going Aww. on? Thank you. Well, so I, I released a second book called The Daily Oracle. And um, it's, I, th- I think the best way to describe it is it's oracle cards, but it's in a book form. And so it's kind of a play on bibliomancy because um, I've always been a big fan of that. So instead of pulling an oracle card, you just kind of open the book on a random page and get an answer or a response. And so that's out and that's really fun because I think it's just like a really cute thing that everyone could have on their bookshelf and use every day in the same way that they might pull a tarot card every day. Um, And I actually have another, I think I I want to release another version of that that's a bit more specific. That one's kind of just like a general daily one, but I kind of would like to do one that's a bit more focused on um, our less on like our self care and our self relationship and more on interpersonal relationships in some way, but that's so far away. I don't even, you know, that's the extent of what I know about that. Um, and then, yeah, I have a podcast that's still pretty new called beyond belief and, um, you know, it's a spiritual podcast and it's, um, interviews with people, but it's really for skeptics and, spiritual people and like anyone in between um and the premise is really that I'm speaking to people with you know you might say that have marginal or kooky spiritual beliefs um I guess in the mainstream they would be you know classified as like full-blown weirdos um which I, I say with love because I firmly locate locate myself in that group um but we're talking about what they believe in a way that is um, very curious and open-minded and educational. And it's not necessarily advocating, you know, for or against. Um, It's not really like I had a previous podcast called self-service, which was very much like um, the aim there was just to like comfort people, to give them a place to like really embrace spirituality. Whereas this is much more, dynamic and I I guess it's more of like a brave space so it's like let's have a conversation let's debate let's like ask the hard or skeptical questions so we have like episodes about everything from like satanism as a feminist practice dolphin telepathy ufos (laughs) stigmata like it really runs the full gamut and that's just because I'm very nerdy about um mysteries or spiritualities or religions and um especially you know, the more marginal ones. So yeah, it's really, really fun and it's out now. So I think it's like we're up to like episode six or seven. Wow. So it's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. It's still really new. And it's so exciting and it's so cutting edge and it's so Saturn and Aquarius. I (laughs) love this idea. Uh, And I love conversations about things like that. I'm always fascinated by the unusual so this podcast uh, is right up my nerdy alley, and I think a lot of people who listen to Tarot Bites are going to find that to be a topic, too, that they want to explore. Where can they listen to your podcast? Where can they find it? Yeah, it's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, and then there's a new, a new one that I only just discovered the other day. I think it's called... It starts with a H anyway. It's basically available everywhere um, because I have a wonderful producer that's distributing it far and wide. So, yeah, I think just, you know, use whatever you normally use and search for it and I'm sure it'll come up. 
And where can people find you, Jericho, if they want to work with you in any way in the future, or if they want to purchase your decks, where are you located? Oh, yeah. So I am usually on Instagram. <laughs> Too much. And I think um, my name there is just Jericho at, no, sorry, at Jericho.mandibur, which I'm sure you'll have the spelling um, on the show notes here. And then my website is also JerichoMandibur.com. Wonderful. Well, I am so grateful that you took the time to talk to me today about tarot and self-care and about this cool new podcast. So thank you, Jericho, for making time today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And it's been, no, the pleasure has been all mine. All right, people. Well, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And remember to get over to Jericho's World. You definitely want to check out her Instagram feed too. I It's one of my favorites over on Instagram. So be sure to get over there. And remember, you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got lots of tarot and astrology lessons, books galore, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and so many other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you're digging this podcast, do me a favor, get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close up by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, well, you could change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.